We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. And we're back. What is up, people? Hope we're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind. Hello, Zane. Hey, welcome back to Jake's slow descent into madness. It's been an interesting thing to observe from a distance. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I swear, dude, if people follow me on Twitter, which I'm sure at least a few of you guys do, I, 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 I've literally, Zane, I feel uh-huh. like I'm losing my mind. And uh-huh. I, uh, yeah, you can tell by the way your hair stands. Like it's like it's slightly askew. There's still no barbers. You know we're not all like uh, I just I we all can't wear our hair so nicely, Zan. I, right. I haven't been gifted those jeans. Of, well, to be fair, I have to take care of my hair myself. So you're it's, right. it's more. It's but more you hassle. do a better job of taking care of yours. <laughs> anyway, it's good to have you back. To once yeah, good per to week, see I you. see good you. To see you. Um, and you ready to break down some good news? Yeah, real quick before we do, just to remind everybody, if you'd like to catch the podcast on iTunes and Spotify, we're there as well as part of the Prediction Esports Talk show network please uh go support us there download an episode give it a try there as well you know you never know yeah if you don't need to see our ugly faces the audio <laughs> version is always there yeah, if right. you don't want to see jake's bad hair <laughs> which know? is totally understandable <laughs> which isn't it isn't that bad to be <laughs> fair <laughs> ready to run it yeah let's hit it all right uh here we go and Zan, my first one for you is one that was pretty big this past week as we slowly have seen this over the past you know probably two to three weeks a closed beta game having pro players being signed. Mm. And that now being, we have some known information out there confirmed by CEOs and other esports sources of what these supposed pro players switching are asking for to play a game that has not been released yet. Xanifer, I don't, if you guys don't know Zane, he comes from the FGC scene. And so when, Born it, and raised. when it comes <laughs> to talking about big money and big salaries, 
in comparison to FGC, everything's pretty big when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. uh, now we're hearing sums of money for salaries anywhere from 20k or higher per month. Per month is what pro players have been asking, or at least some have been asking, to make the switch from their current esport to Valorant. Give me your two cents on this, man. It's it's pretty pretty crazy stuff. It is crazy, and while I certainly don't fault any pro player for making that ask because I mean you might as well swing big if other people are asking oh, yeah. you don't want to lose out on you could have been making way more money uh, but the thing is I just feel I am shocked by the level of faith people have in Valorant so far because I don't think from what based on what most of Riot has said most of their promises about the game most of them haven't really panned out like they said they will. The anti-cheat isn't nearly as good as they <laughs> promised. The dedicated servers are like, I don't have they been spun up yet? Because I mean, I've seen, been seeing connectivity issues constantly. There's like tons of problems popping up here or there. Sprinkled here and there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just like, there's no, it's not stable in a way where personally I would not, if I was a pro player, I would not be investing and in saying I'm making the shift right now, this instant before we know how it's going to pan out on release. And that was another video we actually covered on for a bit of a separate point, that being what are these pros switching for? And just like the point you made, uh, yes, we're not gonna knock a pro player for asking that much, because if you can get the bag, if you can get that kind of cash for a game that's not even out yet, ha, yeah, you if you see yourself worth that and you can get that, Go for it. Yeah, just by like, all means. And, and when it comes to pro players switching from their current esport, a lot of them have good reasons. Whether they are streamers, they have financial um, security so they can actually make the switch. Whether their current esport's not paying them near enough to stick in it, of course, there are plenty of pro players who have great reasons to switch. The giant question is, you know, what kind of organizations are paying? 20k for, per month. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there, mm -hmm. you know, some, some towards the top tier, we expect, that have made some signings. Uh, most recently has been Sentinels, T1. They're probably your top two right now. They both have a few, if not three or four players. And you got to wonder, how long are they paying these salaries? How long till the game even has its first official tournament by like a DreamHack or ESL? And they're yeah. paying tens of thousands of dollars for a team? I you know mean, what? I think in large part, this is like this is kind of like the gold rush, right? Where teams are trying to just snatch up people before they're already locked down to a, yeah. to a competitor, essentially. So I wouldn't be surprised if these contracts are like very limited. Like they're not probably not like the super long-term ones that we might see in it for other games in some cases, right? Maybe they're like only like, hey, we'll pay you 20K a month for a year and then we'll revisit the contract from there and see how things are going, you know? Because at some point, I think there's going to be a reevaluation once the dust is kind of settled and the hype has died down and people are like, okay, what is Valorant actually? Yeah. Teams are going to reconsider, is this person actually worth the $20,000 or are they maybe were more worth like 15K? Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll see a lot of fluctuation. It's also, uh, to end on, it's just so crazy that teams can look at players and how mm -hmm. they did in a different game and somehow already think they're worth 20K a month in a new game that we we just have not seen we, there's no way uh, we, yeah there's a lot of guessing involved we we've tried to evaluate rosters here at the team and we think obviously when it comes to experience the sentinels roster is the most experienced so far t1 is right behind them any other roster has not really been anyone of note but how do we judge right like uh -huh. nip's roster is paladins players they could be god tier we just don't know maybe paladins <laughs> are secret killers maybe <laughs> they all got that like they've got they've been grinding for so long in paladins just struggling that and this they're is the all, perfect crossover yeah, this 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 is all this has been their plan long term they're like we're gonna chill over here we'll take do all of our practice here yep. nobody will see us coming yeah hey, we're, we're all, gonna be dark nights the <laughs> yeah, sleepers absolutely it's 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 wild man we'll see mm. if they're worth it we'll see who's worth it and eventually we're gonna see who the top tier paid players are and i can't wait to reveal those salaries
Well, speaking of money, salaries, success, uh, all of the above, let's talk about Fortnite for a second. Mm. Because recently there's been a lot of discussion about Fortnite. I believe you have a video going out today about the fact that the World Cup uh, is, you know, just not happening. Uh, and there's a very light FNCS competitive schedule for the rest of the year. Yep. And for quite a while, people have been saying, well, interest from content creators, streamers, pro players, and then as a result, the fans, has been dwindling for Fortnite. And people are wondering how much longer can the game survive in its current state. Now, to counter all the doom and gloom uh, assumptions about Fortnite, I would like to point to last week's, uh, and once again, this podcast is pre-recorded, uh, the, the Travis Scott Astronomical Concert. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I yeah. think this concert and all of their other events are kind of at the core of why Fortnite is going to survive long term, regardless of how many times Epic Games stumbles over their own feet with like patches and the way they handle esports and such. And before we get into that, to build ourselves a bit of a wall, we, we've also said this. We've talked yeah. about you know which esports will be hurt the most by Valorant. Fortnite was not really towards the top of our list. It was mostly, mostly, mostly uh, oh my gosh, mostly. <laughs> Stop, don't even, oh, that's going to be out there forever. It was mostly, uh, we talked about Overwatch and Apex. And Fortnite, we both agree, it has, has a long-term future because of a uh, right. reason like this, so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, well, to be fair, I stumble every, every no, other word, going. to be fair. Gosh, yeah, dang, so I'm anyway. Blushing. <laughs> so um, think about it, Jake. If you if you look at uh, this event, and I, I checked it out. I'm not a Fortnite fan, but I figured, hey, I like Travis Scott wearing an World shirt right now. He's dope. I'll go, I'll go to a Travis Scott concert. Mm -hmm. I can't really go to one right now anyway. And, you know, not my cup of tea. I still don't like Fortnite. I left the concert before it even finished. But it was really interesting, like from a visual perspective and from everything that they did around it. Uh, to break down some numbers for you, um, this is the highest concurrent number of players Fortnite has had for an event like this at 12.3 um, million with uh, 28 million unique viewers overall. And that's not including their official Twitch and YouTube streams and such. That's just in-game. Yeah. Yeah, which is, those are huge numbers huge just for something like this. Huge numbers. Yeah. And around this, they had Travis Scott. Uh, they released his a skin of Travis in as part of their icon pack, much like you've seen with uh, content creators like Ninja. And they also released a set of, like, you know, different accessories and cosmetics. And Travis Scott also released a line of exclusive astronomical Fortnite merchandise. Okay, I didn't like know that either. Stuff. Yeah, wow, yeah. holy crap. Yeah, so just like all of this cross-promotion opportunities, all of this branding and stuff that's going on, all these opportunities for everybody to come and experience such a unique event, there's literally no other game where this is possible on this scale. Yeah, and we've seen these crossovers not only with music, we've seen Marshmallow mm -hmm. first, and that in itself, I know we see a lot of clips out there. I think Courage was the one that people somehow picked on because of his freak out during that concert, but yeah. that was groundbreaking, right? Yeah, it and was. And we've seen other crossovers, NFL, uh, we've seen ones, I, I believe, with Marvel and yeah, uh, you know, Marvel. Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars showed a whole scene that wasn't it, in the movie exactly. in Fortnite. The yeah. things that they have done in this game, whether you hate it or not, are are literally, they're, they're groundbreaking stuff. And the, the views, the numbers with it is also groundbreaking, and for that reason, alone the game not maybe the esports competitive side but the game will live on for a long time yeah i think at my conclusion where i land on with whether or not fortnite will survive i think what it'll probably fall out of the public eye in terms of esports and teams will drop their rosters and maybe they'll keep on like one or two ringers like they'll keep a bugger or they'll keep like you know yeah they'll, they'll, they'll keep the top they'll keep a benji fish or something right and then that'll be it and we won't ever talk about it, but Epic will probably keep hosting events as long as the events are still getting views, and they probably will. 
because they still got that huge captive audience of people. And I think besides that as well, I think the game as an esport will still have many years left. I think mm. I think you know it won't be for a long, long time until we see the roster start to dwindle because Epic Games realizes, I think to a certain degree, despite having mishaps here and there, they do understand a competitive side is needed because that is probably a tuning towards their older part of the audience. You know, a lot of your pro players and established Fortnite pros, yes, a lot of them are still teenagers, but that's still probably the older part of their audience. Mm -hmm. And with them come a lot of fans and a lot of viewers and creator codes, which also entice people to keep on buying things as well. And so I think Epic, it, it will be a around for a long time on both casual and competitive sides of things. And this Travis Scott event is just uh, another reason as to why. So mm, absolutely, I'm excited to see what's next. And without World Cup uh, being announced 2020, it won't be happening. This Travis Scott event will be the biggest Fortnite event of 2020, likely. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more music events exactly. being hosted in Fortnite. And now I'm just yeah. more excited because we yeah. see the traditional music industry also going to these live shows or live stream shows. So I'm excited to see whether collabs uh, Fortnite has uh, in the canon and we'll see what comes next. And before we jump into our next topic, everybody, let me take a quick second to shout out this week's sponsor. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might be thinking there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online use promo code blue wire to join the day and receive your new welcome bonus bet online your online wagering solution guys looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds get to bluechew.com bluechew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level they've got the same active ingredients that are in viagra and cialis so you know they work and since they're chewable they work faster you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping, again, B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, Promo code BLUEWIRE. And speaking of Fortnite, why not keep on talking about it? One of the bigger talking points I thought was actually very curious came from Tifu this last week. We talked a lot about Tifu mm. in the past week, a lot, a lot of beef. A lot of interesting fellow Tifu. He really is. You know, uh, it's so weird to see such a polarizing guy because people are on one side or the other with him, as they are with many people, I guess. Yeah. Um, even a guy he's beefing with, like Ninja, has diehard fans and diehard haters. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, one point he, he brought to light this past week, though, that I thought was very curious is he called Fortnite the most unfair game he's ever played. And I agreed with him, and I think there's good reason for a lot of people to agree with him. And I was curious what your thoughts were on it as well. I mean, I could I could see where he's coming from on that, but I, I think every time I hear that, I'm like, well, I can point to like five others that came out this year that are like way more broken in like 50 different ways. I like to think so, that he, he means from a competitive and esports side. I would like to think so too, but I mean, hey, I, I, I'm always not a fan of super hyperbolic statements like that because I know streamers love to make them, but I see where he's coming from. Fortnite see, could use some help. Because I think the argument could certainly be made, especially when it comes to being a battle royale genre, an RNG game, which, you know, people people obviously gave him backlash because, hey, Tifu, surprise, surprise, 
a battle royale RNG game that depends upon hot drops and loot chests is mm-hmm. is going to be unfair. And so, yeah, that's kind of the nature of it at I the mean, end of the day. Yeah, and I think it kind of brought to light another debate out there is if battle royales could ever be a competitive, you know, esport and esport in general, which we've already talked about here on the podcast, is mm. why it struggles. Uh, because you're going to constantly have these complaints, and Fortnite already has uh, a large amount of complaints, but to add into that luck and chance factor even further. Um, so I just wanted, I don't know, I wanted to bring up a, a small debate out there that I did agree with him, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not necessarily the game of Fortnite, it's the genre itself. I don't know if we're ever going to see a fair battle royale. That's not what makes it fun to watch. Yes, you know what, from that perspective, if I can tie this into a very long-running competitive game, Magic the Gathering, uh, that is a card game where it, it, you, whether or not you win is very highly determined by what cards you draw. Yeah. So a lot of luck is involved. So at the higher level, it's completely tournament legal for, like, let's say, the top two people to make an agreement and say, hey, regardless of what happens, we'll split the pot and, you know, maybe you, I'll get a slightly bigger cut if I win. But because they're both acknowledging, hey, it's a little, there's a lot of luck involved. Let's make sure that we are both compensated fairly. Oh, they do that? Yeah, they do that. It's totally oh, allowed. Heck? That's yeah, it's wild. totally above board because it's like, you know, if it's a luck based game. And you both made it that far. Yeah, and everybody cool. agrees to it, then, you know, why not? There's no, I mean, they're still going to play. They're still going to play at the same level. They're not like throwing the game or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But, Obviously, you know, that can't happen when it comes to Fortnite, but that's still. Not in the same way, yeah. But I think, yeah, that level of maturity to just make that call, I think there's some room in Fortnite to maybe. Not necessarily do that, because obviously it wouldn't work the same way. But, you know, for some kind of agreement to be reached where everybody obviously knows it's RNG-based. So, you know, either stop complaining about it or find a way for everybody to be happy. Yeah, and I think it's going to be it's gonna be tough to see that happening in a yeah. Fortnite. But still, that's also what makes an eSport, especially like Fortnite, so fun to watch uh, in the first place. You know, it's RNG, it's random, but that's always why it's also so entertaining to watch. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jake. So in the past couple weeks, uh, ever since we wound up in our current situation, we've been talking about how easily esports can make the transition to actually holding online events and all of the issues that might pop up in relation to that in terms of lag, disconnects, like, you know, et cetera, et cetera, just Internet in general being problematic. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just just the just the other day, we saw one really unfortunate instance of this where a Smash Brothers player was double disqualified from a tournament as a result of lag, even though it appeared on his end that he was not lagging at all. Oof. Yeah, you hate to see it. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier in the fighting game community, uh, we, we don't got the same money around. You so, don't say. Yeah, so this was only a $5,000 tournament, and that's huge. That's yeah. huge for fighting games. <laughs> that's like... <laughs> Especially Smash Bros. Everybody was like, ooh. Yeah, we don't joke about 5K in the yeah. FGC. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the player involved was named Grayson. He's a very well-known, or well not, he's well-known by people in the fighting game community in itself, but not so much outside of that. He usually makes it through pools, makes it in the top 25, et cetera, et cetera, but he's obviously not like Mango or anything, right? But anyway, he was playing against a guy named Cosmos, and Cosmos is one of the top 25 Smash Brothers players in the world right now, dominant. Uh, and he, Grayson 2-0'd him, very clean, right? Great match. And um, complaints got, came into the tournament operators that like, hey, there's lag on both sides. So they reviewed it. They sent in speed tests because that's just what you got to do now. They, you know the website speedtest.net? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody just sends in a speed, a speed test screenshot of what their Wi-Fi looks that like. That seems... Like it could be manipulated or yeah. it seems a bit, uh, okay. I mean, I can think of at least like five ways to mess with that number, but I mean, what other option do you have? It's not like you can I go mean, to yeah, a person's if that's house. What it, if that's what yeah. it comes to. Yeah. Um, so anyway, 
the test came back. Both people's internet was fine, so they ran another set. Grayson won again, and Cosmos was like, hey, you know, getting some lag, so they tested again, and, you know, seems fine. And then so they ran another set, and then another complaint about, about lag, and Tio was just like, that's it. I'm calling it. Grayson, you're done. Even though on, a, on Grayson's end, seems totally fine. How? What? Yeah. He just said, hey, yeah, you know, I'm just, Grayson, you're disqualified. Grayson not had any other problems throughout the event. This is the only match he had complaints of lag in whatsoever. His speed test was fine. What, did they, they accuse him of doxing the dude? Or what, what, was there an actual ground for the... There was no accusations. There was just, just like, as far as I can tell, the guy was just like, well, I mean... Got to pick one of y'all, and we're not running more. We're just not. We're not going to keep running sets but you're not gonna over and over again. Won? I can't name many other scenes where this would be a thing. Yeah, so. it it is a weird situation, and it, it stirred up a lot of controversy in the fighting game community because people are wondering, like, are you favoring Cosmos because he's you know one of those top of mind players over this guy who's you know he's in there, but he's not obviously he's not Cosmos. Yeah, and. You know, I think at the end of the day, this comes down to probably just Smash Brothers having bad netcode, more so than lag really, really happening on either side. I don't know if either of them was doing anything fishy. It certainly doesn't seem like it. But in order to make it right, the TO did offer to, uh, to fly Grayson out and pay for his hotel and venue and everything for w whatever tournament of his choice once tournaments are actually happening again. Was that after the same TO? Yeah, after that, that same T.O. was like, yeah, I'm sorry about how things went down. Wait, what? How are you going to justify that by then? <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird, pretty right? pretty much by doing that admit yeah. they made the wrong call? That's what it sounds and like, And move yeah. on to more popular guy? Uh-huh. I mean, and there's no way to really say, did you make the right call or the wrong call? And clearly he feels like, you know, it wasn't handled in the best way if he's offering to pay all this money. Yeah. Because, like, like, flight, hotel, venue, event fees, that's a lot of money. So... <laughs> Like, it's, it's a really weird situation, and I don't think we've seen similar ones in other esports yet, but I could see them popping up because nobody knows how to handle this right now. Yeah, I mean, we've certainly seen issues with admins when it comes to Twitch and their bans. Mm. We've seen issues with online play when it comes to, like, Call of Duty, and they're slowly trying to fix those, but I think we'll continue to see them as well as we now approach... Like, we're approaching some big events that were yeah. supposed to be going on, right? Like the yeah. International or a CSGO Major or yeah. what was going to be the Fortnite World Cup. We are approaching League of, Le you know, League of Legends Worlds, whatever. In the next few months, we're approaching that time period where those events are supposed to be put on. And if they're not going to be put on, maybe they will go online. And so I think this online t topic is going to be one that continues to come back. And mm. we'll see how other TOs and uh, other developers and publishers actually deal with this kind of stuff. Right, right. And hopefully a bit better than this one because that yeah, just seems really – based off what you told me. I mean, yeah, based off of everything I, I learned about. And I was watching the stream. And I was very confused. I was like, why, why is Grayson getting kicked? Yeah. Because he's like, yeah. So well, you know, hopefully it when it comes it time for other esports, they handle it a bit better. But again, I think this online thing is going to be a discussion for the next many, many months. Yeah, it's a hard thing to juggle because, I mean, how are you supposed to tell a random TO, oh, yeah, just, you know, just look at the screenshots and trust the screenshots. It's crazy because or... esports are the most, like, online yeah. occupation possible. And, uh -huh. and we still don't have it figured out. So Yeah, absolutely. We'll see what happens. And our last topic today, one that I was definitely interested in talking about, that being Mixer. Yes, we talk about it time and time again, but so too, uh, we talk about many streaming platform ongoing activities, and the war does continue. This one being Twitch versus Mixer, YouTube versus Mixer, Twitch versus YouTube, whatever combination you want. 
And the future of Mixer still being up in the air with stagnant viewership, no signees, potential Microsoft layoffs for the Mixer division, and many other, I would say, not really good-looking things for the platform. I ask you, Zan, because we've talked about this before, and I think you bring to light a really good point, especially given most recently we saw Shroud in a Microsoft commercial for Xbox Game Pass. So I ask you the question, and uh, of course, viewers can give their two cents on what they think might be able to save the Mixer platform. If there is one thing, or you know, maybe a couple of things Mixer can do, what do you think, Zan, can save Mixer? Well, uh, as I've mentioned before, I think the, or actually, I've changed my stance on this, but I'll lay my initial stance out first. Um, it would be great if Microsoft, because they own both Game Pass and Mixer, could get some kind of cross-promotion going because Mixer is, or not Mixer, sorry, Game Pass is immensely popular. They just announced that they have over, you know, yeah, I know. Sorry, I just caught your correction now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, that's how I knew I was wrong. I was about to say Mixer was immensely popular. I was like, that's not right. That's not, that's not even vaguely it's get, true. It's getting there, maybe. Uh, anyway, sorry. Anyway, anyway, yeah, uh, Game Pass has over 10 million users now. And that is huge for a game streaming service and some kind of, you know, tie-in kind of in the vein of what Twitch does with Twitch Prime and Amazon could be a path to getting a couple more users to at least try Mixer. But after some news that came out earlier this week, I think I'm kind of done with Mixer. I think Mixer is done, dead. I think Microsoft needs to throw in the towel and they need to sign a deal with Tencent. Wow. Okay, yeah. that took a turn. I was not expecting this kind of answer. Uh-huh. Uh, let me give a preliminary to everyone out there. So yeah. pretty much uh, to match Amazon Primes, Zan's initial idea, this was like a long time ago. Zan yeah, this was, was probably last year I brought it up the first time. Months ago, he wanted yeah. Game Pass for Xbox to do a similar thing. For So pretty much bringing all of those Xbox viewers and players. Yeah, into one ecosystem, kind of. To Mixer, really. Yeah. You know, Obviously, they're going to use those. It's not going to necessarily save viewership, but it would be a great source of income for a lot of Mixer streamers and bolster viewers hopefully um, a little bit it's a great reason and incentive for them to watch mixer and um, a great incentive for streamers obviously being a part of that platform but this new one what the yeah so earlier this week Tencent actually uh, acquired majority control of Chinese streaming platform Huya there it is yeah and we already know that Huya is coming over to the West very very soon we don't know we don't have an exact date I think the, the one that they threw out initially was like it's winter 2020, but who knows if that's still happening the way it is. But Tencent being the biggest game company in the world and being very good at what they do, and they already own, now now with Huya, they own the two biggest Chinese streaming platforms because they also own Douyu, um, or they have a majority stake in it at least. And so I think at this point, people already kind of have a negative association with Mixer. I don't think it's working out. If bringing big creators over to the platform isn't, hasn't been the move, I don't think they're interested in a partnership with Game Pass because I think they would have done it already if they really wanted to, you know? Um, so I think what Microsoft should probably do is just fold Mixer, partner with Tencent for Huya, merge the technology, maybe like get Ninja and Shroud over to Huya and get them more viewership, get everybody on the platform more viewership with a brand that could actually have some chance at working. <laughs> this is such a <laughs> such a far-fetched plan yeah i know but, i'm coming from it, left field yeah but it's it's almost what you would think it has to be a very drastic change to make mm -hmm. it work right so, yeah so, at so, this point i mean i don't so know your idea to save mixer yeah. is to fold mixer into kill mixer. That's, is to kill mixer yeah you need to kill mixer to save it at the end of the yeah, day yeah and I think. This, this might seem far-fetched i think uh definitely your plan will come to more fruition in the in the sense of we're going to see the rise i i've been calling it do you and who ya uh, 
either way, they're both Chinese streaming platforms. If you guys are unaware of this and both the biggest one and the viewership over there, it, it's insane. And by the way, as well, the quality of that streaming platform is so non-traditional when it comes to time mm -hmm. being compared to YouTube and Twitch. Like we're not used to it because it's a gigantic cultural change as well. And so when Huya comes over West here to try and, you know, obviously maybe acquire some big streamers, I do like your point that you do make. If they can maybe have some sort of partnership, Microsoft and Tencent. Now we're now we're talking like yeah. I'm already bending. Imagine I, how much money they can throw at streamers then. I'm, when you I, got I, both I, of those companies reaching in their pockets, like I almost said, I'm already bending over. I'm not <laughs> bowing down. But yeah, I think that's uh -huh. something it would take as drastic as that um, to answer the question. I think as from maybe a more realistic stance, I was going to say probably a Game Pass merger like Amazon uh, Prime does with their subs. And of course, the most obvious one, signing big streamers. I like your side of things. I really like the, the future potential of these crazy plans actually coming to fruition. And so what do you guys think? What is the one thing that can save Mixer? It can be as crazy as Zan's idea. Yeah. <laughs> we love hearing them. Like we really uh -huh, do. Uh -huh. And I'm sure we'll talk about this again in the future. No, side note, just realized the Xbox Series X, is that what they're calling it? I forget. I, I hate, don't know. There's, I hate I hate Microsoft's naming conventions for the I Xbox. I think it might be that. It's so dumb. I, I can't I always think about like how how is this is slightly is off. Is that track. the one that looks like a computer? Yeah, yeah, the one that okay, looks like a fridge. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys know. Yeah, um, but like I always, whenever I think of the name, I always think of this poor mom just trying to buy this console for her child and walking into a GameStop. Well, not walking into a GameStop now, but like, you this know. This is taking so many paths. This is just. <laughs> and just trying to ask for the new Xbox and the, mer the merchant, uh, like the, the GameStop employee being like, okay, so do you want the Xbox One X? Do you want the Xbox Series X? Do you want the Xbox like... Do you want the one? original Xbox? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you, with the actual X on the, the no, giant... Do you want the Xbox One or do you want the first Xbox? Because I had... Oh, my goodness gracious. And she just does not know which one to buy Jimmy. No, yeah. And she's like, Jimmy, I bought you, bought you five Xboxes. I don't know which one is the right uh, one. we got to turn this back <laughs> But around. anyway, anyway, I think it's possible there could be some kind of integration coming into the Xbox Series X with Mixer. I think what they could do is something like uh, the PlayStation... PlayStations have something similar to this where if you go... If, if you highlight a game in your menu and you go down like one level, it'll automatically pull up streams of people playing that game. Yeah. If they could do something like that for Mixer, just to get that a little bit more front-facing, get people a little bit more involved, I think that could help. Will it actually save it? No, I don't think yeah, so, no. but it could help. You guys leave your thoughts down below. <laughs> what you think can save Mixer? Do enjoy. Um, if you guys are going insane or going crazy, we like to think that you listening to our voices or watching our faces maybe brings you some sort of is solidarity the right word? Some sort of comfort, some sort of something, because I'm going insane. Sam, give him the outro, man. Yeah, you know what? As per usual, I mentioned at the top of the podcast, just a quick reminder, if you would like to listen to the Esports Rewind on the go on your favorite podcast platform of choice, we're on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. There's a lot of great uh, other esports talk shows there as well. So by all means, please download an episode. Give us some support that way as well. We really do appreciate it. Shout out to all of our audio listeners. Thank you all for tuning in. You can find us uh, our daily esports news content where we upload several videos each and every day, keeping you in the loop on the latest and greatest esports news over at Esports Talk on YouTube. We're also on at talk underscore esports on Twitter and esports underscore talk on Instagram. By all means, reach out. We love hearing from you guys, whether it's in the comments or on social or via email. We love hearing it. Uh, we read literally every single message. <laughs>
Like I said, welcome sorry. back to Jake's slow sorry, descent into madness. I'm so much right now. I don't know why. I'm so sorry. Keep on. It's want... the coffee, my guy. It's, oh, mess, it's messing with your dude. system. It's so hot in here. Keep going. We got it. Anyway, yeah. Ah, yeah. As per usual, please, please reach out. <laughs> Save Jake. Save Jake by sending him a kind word, a message, just saying hello. Help him, you know, help delay the insanity. You know, push it back a couple weeks. I don't think we can stop it. We, we can push it back a couple weeks before we have to put him in a corner or something oh, for a while. Man. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Jake, do you have anything you want to leave the good people with? Thank you all for watching. We really do enjoy this, guys. Thanks yeah. for leaving comments, for subbing, for liking. We, we do have big stuff coming. Yeah. Let's, let's end this one, though. We're, we'll yeah. see you guys back here next Cut. week. And until then, <laughs> stay safe, everybody. Yeah. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.